everybody, welcome to this episode of the Heart Podcast. In this episode, Dr. Andrew Perry has a discussion with Dr. Amanda Eng, who comes from Massey University in New Zealand. And they discuss her paper, which is called Long Working Hours, Sedentary Work, Noise, Night Shifts, and Risk of Ischemic Heart Disease. I hope you enjoy the discussion. I appreciate you taking the time to visit with me, uh, Dr. Amanda Eng. May I have you state your name and your title for our listeners? I am Dr. Amanda Eng from the Research Centre for Hauru and Health at Massey University in Wellington, New Zealand. I am here to talk to you today about your group's paper that was recently published in Heart, titled Long Working Hours, Sedentary Work, Noise, Night Shifts, and Risk of Ischemic Heart Disease. Uh, certainly a lot to unpack from that title, and I'm looking forward to discussing with you more. And additionally, the paper itself was uh, also wonderful to read. So anyone listening would benefit, I think, from giving that paper a read. Just to discuss and have you tell us a bit about the background and maybe why you chose to study this topic or what was known about these risk factors prior to the study that you did. Sure. I have um, a background in occupational health epidemiology. So when considering risk factors for ischemic heart disease or IHD, work-related risk factors are often overlooked despite studies since the 1950s showing associations with IHD. Uh, The most studied risk factor is work-related psychosocial factors, including job stress and various models of job strain. But there is some evidence for shift work and loud noise. Uh, Shift work, earlier systematic reviews put the risk of IHD at around 10 to 30% for shift work and 40% for night work, with more recent reviews showing duration response associations. In other words, the longer duration of employment and shift work, the greater the risk. For loud noise, A recent meta-analysis of studies found an increased risk of around 30%, but the review concluded that the evidence is limited. Other risk factors for which there is some, albeit inconsistent, evidence include long working hours and sedentary or sitting occupations. Uh, There was a recent meta-analysis from the joint estimates of the World Health Organization and International Labor Organization work-related burden of disease and injury study that uh, found evidence for an association between working hours of more than 55 hours per week and IHD. So they concluded that there was moderate quality evidence, Mm -hmm. but uh, the influence of socioeconomic status in the relationship has been debated. So in summary, it's not a new avenue of research by any means, but the evidence is far from compelling. Excellent. Maybe a a clarifying question on a term that you used, like shift work versus night work. Uh, Help me understand maybe some examples of how those two differ from each other. So shift work refers to non-standard hours of work, uh, which we would typically define um, as outside of the hours of eight to five. Uh, whereas night work specifically refers to to working at night. And in our study, that was defined as um, more than three hours between uh, midnight and 5 a.m. Got it. Okay, excellent. Thank you. So a lot of work has been done. Um, what were some of the gaps that you felt existed in the current literature that then prompted you to do this study? 
So most studies have focused on males, which is typical in the occupational health field, and evidence for occupational risk factors for females is limited. So our study included the entire population of New Zealand, and therefore both men and women were studied. Another gap that we addressed was the role of socioeconomic status or deprivation remains unclear. Uh, in particular, uh, as, as I mentioned, whether the relationship between long working hours and ischemic heart disease affects only certain uh, socioeconomic groups, which has mm. been recently debated. Uh, in addition, the design of the study that we used meant that we were able to follow people over time. So exposure was based on a time point before disease was ascertained. And uh, the nature of work is changing and including the way we work and the patterns of work. And therefore, the aim of this study was to examine the associations between these prevalent workplace exposures and incident or new cases of ischemic heart disease for the entire employed population of New Zealand, looking at men and women separately, and also looking at the role of socioeconomic status. Excellent. And we'll probably mention this a little bit later, but I, I felt that was a very novel aspect of the study in that you're looking at uh, the entire employed population of New Zealand, which I, you know is an incredibly large population to be drawing from and to be asking these sorts of questions. And so if you'd then describe for me just how you kind of set up the study and how just kind of the brief, the major aspects, we kind of talked about how you're looking at the entire employed population, but maybe some of the other key exposures and outcomes that we're looking at and maybe how those were defined. Uh, yeah, it was a really good point about being able to look at the um, entire employed population. And, and we could do that because in New Zealand, we have the Integrated Data Infrastructure, or IDI, which is managed by Statistics New Zealand. And what that is, is a large metadata set containing a wide range of de-identified, routinely collected administrative data sets and survey data about people and households in New Zealand, and that can be linked at the individual level and it's continually updated. So it's a good source of information to follow uh, people over time and, and look at events over time. So we used data from the 2013 New Zealand census from within the IDI, and, and therefore the study population of the study was all New Zealand residents aged between 20 to 64 years, and employed at the time of the census, which was the baseline of the study. And then we followed them up for incident or new cases of IHD until the end of 2018, based on IHD defined from hospitalization, prescription, and death records. Okay. So for the exposures, the occupational exposures, there was information on occupation, or job title from the census, as well as a question about how many hours worked per week on average mm -hmm. from the census. And for sedentary work, loud noise, and night shift work, we developed New Zealand-specific job exposure matrices. And what that is, it's an exposure assessment tool, which is widely used in occupational health epidemiology. Mm -hmm. And it's a cross-classification of jobs and exposures to which persons carrying out that job may be exposed. And it assigns an exposure category to each individual 
based on the occupation recorded on the census. Okay. And it uses information from previous data sources, including surveys, to estimate prevalence, as well as uh, local experts who go through all of the occupations and assign an exposure category. Okay. Excellent. And so not that I'm trying to poke holes, but I think that's an important link there is that you're taking the census data for a person's reported occupation and then linking the reported occupation to this other data set that then classifies that occupation as to what those other sorts of exposures might be in terms of like the night hours worked and the shift work and the sedentary hours, et cetera. Is that correct? Yes, I would describe it as a, an exposure assessment tool rather than another data set. So a tool that is applied to all of the job titles in the census. Got it. Okay. Another question is about, so looking at these exposures with their uh, links to the outcomes, there's one thing that's that I hadn't heard of before, which is called the New Zealand Deprivation Index, and that was used as an adjustment. Uh, please tell us more about what that is and why it was included. In New Zealand, socioeconomic status is typically measured using the New Zealand Deprivation Index, which can vary over time. So there was a 2013 one and 2018, and we use the 2006 Deprivation Index, and it's typically used in New Zealand for health and social service studies. So what that is, is it's an area-based measure of socioeconomic deprivation. It measures the level of deprivation for people in, in a small area, and it's based on nine census variables, including household income, employment status, qualifications, access to a car, access to, to the internet, etc. And it, the categories are decile. So decile one represents the least deprived, and decile 10 represents the most deprived. So socioeconomic status is a risk factor for ischemic heart disease and exposure mm -hmm. is associated. So it's a potential confounder or alternative explanation for the associations that we were looking at, as well as that the influence of socioeconomic status and the relationship for long working hours in particular and IHD has recently been debated in, in terms of whether it's confined to a, a certain social class. So it was important to consider in our study how it could affect the potential associations that we were looking at. Uh, so we adjusted for socioeconomic status using this deprivation index, but we also stratified by socioeconomic status. Mm. And what we found was that night shift was observed across all the deprivation groups when we stratified. Uh, whereas for some of the other exposures, such as sedentary work, there were differences. There was a slightly higher risk for the most deprived males in sedentary occupations. Got it. Okay. I think next, let's kind of go into some of the results from the study. What are some of the main top-level results that you found? So the main results, we found that there was a modestly higher risk of ischemic heart disease for men with the highest category of noise exposure, which was defined as greater than 90 decibels. And we also found that night shift work was associated with IHD for both men and women. Uh, but we did not find support for an association with sedentary work and 
long working hours in our study. Got it. I was wondering what your thoughts might be about why uh, why there was no association seen between long working hours and sedentary work, or between long working hours or sedentary work. I mean, the data is what the data is, and like that's the result. And it's just maybe a little bit different than I think I was expecting when I started reading the paper. Firstly, while there is evidence for sedentary time in general and cardiovascular disease, the evidence from the scientific literature for occupational sitting is limited and conflicting. Uh, However, prolonged sitting has been associated with cardiometabolic risk factors and workplace interventions targeting sedentary behavior have shown improvements in cardiovascular risk factors. So sedentary work uh, appears to be a very complex concept in that sitting at work cannot be viewed in isolation. So the association between sedentary time in general and cardiovascular disease has been observed independent of physical activity, Mm -hmm. although this is inconsistent. And there is some support for the mitigating effect of high levels of moderate intensity physical activity. So a moderate level of exercise could offset the risk. Mm -hmm. In addition, the potential interrelationships between leisure time sitting and leisure time physical activity also need to be considered. For example, two cross-sectional studies, which both looked at occupation, occupational and leisure time sitting, found stronger associations with cardiometabolic risk factors for leisure time sitting rather than occupational sitting. So yeah, very complex. And for long hours, The definition of long working hours has varied between studies in the literature, and the evidence for an association is generally inconsistent. As mentioned earlier, the the role of socioeconomic status appears to be complicated. We found slightly higher risks for males with higher socioeconomic status or the least deprived for working more than 55 hours, while for the lowest socioeconomic status or most deprived males, we observed uh, a higher risk for short working hours, which was defined as less than 35 hours, which may indicate that for low socioeconomic status groups, part-time work may be associated with with ill health. Uh, In addition, several cohort studies in the literature found an increased risk for working uh, long hours, but for more than 10 years which highlights the absence of exposure duration information as a limitation in our study. So we had occupation from the census, but we we didn't have information on how long they worked in that occupation. Sure. Got it. Also, your answers are very thought out and very incredibly fascinating. This is great. Um, About the association that were found, so association between shift work and then also loud noise with ischemic heart disease. I think a couple of those aren't initially to, I think to myself, and I would posit to maybe other readers, aren't necessarily obvious risk factors for ischemic heart disease. So are there other, you know, mechanistic studies or biological studies that then link how those might be related to the development of ischemic heart disease? So the, the mechanisms aren't entirely clear, but the hypothesized mechanisms are that night shifts uh, working at night disrupt the circadian rhythm, leading to dysregulation of sleep-wake cycles, body temperature, 
energy metabolism, cell cycle and hormone production, which could impact on ischemic heart disease risk. In terms of the work that has been done, there there have been some studies looking at specific elements. Uh, For example, one study has found that night workers appear to have higher levels of inflammatory markers, such as IL-6, and evidence also suggests an increased risk of high blood pressure. And um, another study has found evidence of metabolic changes, such as increased insulin and cortisol disruptions. And one study has also identified cortisol as a mediator between shift work and cardiovascular disease risk. As well as that, night shift work may also have indirect effects through stress-related factors, such as adverse psychosocial working conditions, disruption to work-life balance, uh, insufficient time for recovery outside of work, and promotion of unhealthy lifestyles, such as diet and and smoking. Mm -hmm. Uh, For loud noise... Um, the again, the hypothesized mechanism is that loud noise may act as a stressor on the autonomic and endocrine systems, present, potentially resulting in increased heart rate and blood pressure and the secretion of stress hormones, including cortisol, adrenaline and noradrenaline. Um, a lot of what is known is from environmental noise exposure. Uh, including laboratory studies of human and animals. And in particular, noise has been consistently linked to high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so There's more consistent finding for that than ischemic heart disease. Uh, but yeah, they both present avenues for, for further research. So as kind of my uh, final question here, Amanda, I want to think about how when I go to clinic and you know see my patients, how might I then you know, incorporate this knowledge as I'm caring for patients, you know, I'm thinking, you know, looking at my, uh, at my younger population of patients and how I might interact with them or counsel them. What are the sorts of takeaways uh, that we can take there to the clinic? At a more general level, um, occupation or occupational exposures as contributing factors to IHD are often overlooked. And Certainly in New Zealand, the recording of occupation on on routine health records or in primary care, uh, it varies a lot. It's it's quite patchy. And Mm -hmm. analysis of occupational data on these routine health records are not routinely carried out. Mm -hmm. So the, the main message would be when assessing and managing patients' risk of ischemic heart disease, um, that the possible higher risk associated with night shift work and work-related exposure to to high levels of noise should be considered. Again, like I said from the beginning, it's a a very interesting paper. Uh, You've highlighted a number of really interesting aspects to it, and you should be congratulated and those who worked with you. So um, yeah, thank you for spending the time with me, and I appreciate uh, the visiting with you, Amanda. Great. Thank you very much. (music) 